now playing Why So Serious? What is the Matrix? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh, what's in the box? He likes scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me? You talking to me? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Uh, season's greetings, good people, and welcome to the Christmas special of the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues. I am joined by a couple of ho-ho-hos this week to discuss the movie, The Holiday. And the first of these hoes is Machu Tarao. How are you, Machu? Not bad, not bad. And I'm, gl- I'm, I'm thinking if this is a Christmas special, we should have done a special movie. Because <laughs> there ain't nothing special about The Holiday. Already a shitting on the film that we're doing this week. And the other ho I'm joined by is uh, Kahu. How are you? Oh, I do like me a Christmas special, and yeah, much as much as my colleague Machu over here is saying, in keeping with tradition, we've picked another great movie. <laughs> and who was the special that picked this Christmas movie, Go. I, I seem to be getting the blame for this, but... It's not my recollection of events. Oh, it totally was you, Kahu. You remember that, eh, Machu? Yeah, we like, well, oh, yeah I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like the holiday, and then Machu followed it with, oh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. God I was, I was just throwing ideas out there, you know. I also threw out Die Hard, but as soon as I said the holiday, Machu was all over it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We'd already done Die Hard, though, so unfortunately that was ruled off. But yeah, so this week we are doing The Holiday. If you haven't seen the film The Holiday and you want to listen along to the podcast anyway, I'm going to hit you guys with a quick plot of the film. Uh, Stars Cameron Diaz as Amanda, Kate Winslet as Iris, Jude Law as a young knockoff of Hugh Grant, Jack Black as Miles, Eli Wallach as a senile neighbour, Edward Burns as a dick thinker, and Rufus Sewell as an all-round scumbag. So the basic plot is Iris is in love with a man who is about to marry another woman. Across the globe, Amanda realises the man she lives with has been unfaithful. Two women have never met and live 6,000 miles apart find themselves in the exact same place. They meet online at a home exchange website and impulsively switch homes for the holidays. Iris moves into Amanda's LA house in California as Amanda arrives in the snow-covered English countryside. Shortly after arriving at their destinations, both women find the last thing either expects or wants. A new romance! Amanda is charmed by Iris's handsome brother, Jude Law, and, and Iris, with inspiration provided by legendary screenwriter Arthur, she mends her heart when she f- meets film composer Miles, played by Jack Black. And, yeah, that's pretty much it, eh? It's pretty much. And yeah. just as you go through that, I'm thinking, have they just stolen some of these same characters from Love, actually? Probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's the one with relationship problems and... I mean, that's pretty much all of them, though. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who in love actually didn't have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they've just yeah taken the script and gone. Yeah, we'll just steal these characters. Sweet. Exactly. Uh, well, we're already starting out a little bit too negative on this film, but we'll, we'll get into our scores soon. I mean, we're going to have a look at. First of all, we're going to look around the globe and see what all of you guys out there have scored this movie. First, IMDb six point nine out of ten. Huh, Forty nine percent for Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> And 52% for Metacritic. Now, Machu, what would you give this film as a score out of 10,000 fake trailers? Oh, this is the kind of movie you watch once and it's good, and you watch again and it's a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> I must have seen this film like three, four times, and yeah, it gets worse and worse each time. And so I can't imagine how I've watched it so often. But So I think I'm going to give it um, a 5,005. So you're going to give it above 5,000 to get out of that shit sandwich range. Considering I've watched it four times, I don't think it's legit if I give it under 5,000. 
Even if you set the bar really low for a Christmas movie, because for Christmas movies you generally do need to, this is just still a terrible movie. <laughs> with terrible characters, <laughs> terrible plot. Um, I'm going to give it 3,900. We have a shit sandwich winner. The guy that suggested the film is giving it. That's awful. That's awful. Shall I just shall I segue straight to my shit sandwich? Or tempting? No, I've got to give my score. Fuck. I've been debating this because I was like, if they both go positive, I'll go shit sandwich just to be a contrarian. I could easily have gone lower. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm really flip a coin. In fact, I'm going to do that. Let's have a look. Is that the lowest you've ever gone? Damn it. Probably. You tried to give the room 2,000, you asshole. I remember this shit. I usually find some worth in movies, but maybe I'm just in a shitty mood. <laughs> some, some worth. Put the fucking razor blades down, go. Uh... Yeah, okay, fine. I am going to give it 5,997. I'm feeling generous. I'm in the Christmas spirit. 5,000? Either that or I'm in the Christmas spirit. Ooh, so that puts our average at below 5,000. Yes! Is that a first, or surely we've we've done one worse than that? Split? No, no. What was what was that stupid what film we watched? Glass? Oh, glass. 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 Yeah, glass was terrible. Glass were universally shat on. Yeah. Yeah. So usually on this podcast, what we do is we throw 20 questions at the movie. We start off with 10 questions that can be asked about any film. We then move into three personal questions, and we finish on a question that we threw out there to you guys, our dear listeners, to answer for us. Now, typically, we start with a compliment sandwich, unless we've given a score under 5,000, which Mr. Kahu has. So, Kahu, <laughs> why don't you give us a one bad thing, one good thing, and one bad thing about this film? I will. Uh, I did actually have a compliment sandwich, but I'll, I'll revert to the shit sandwich. So first thing, it's just way too long. Like, I think it's uh, two hours 15, although probably about 10 minutes of that's credits. So it's just too long. I I found I got about halfway through and I was just looking at my watch, doing other stuff, browsing Trade Me, (laughs) (laughs) or just anything apart from watching this movie. For international listeners, Trade Me is a New Zealand version of eBay. It's not a website where you can (laughs) sell yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as I said, just everything about this movie is just bad. Even the score is just, it just drags. Like, it's just that kind of whiny, oh, go have a cry character type music. Yeah. Which leads me on to my second terrible thing, which I'll go straight into, <laughs> is Amanda's crying problem. Like, what is up with that? Don't cry. Like, oh, have <laughs> a good cry. Another you know? movie where someone's had a crying problem. <laughs> or when, she, when she's trying to cry, it's just like. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Even I mean, when she does cry, it takes ages and you have to watch the whole thing, eh? It's like, yeah. It's yeah, it's like, oh, get the, mic- <laughs> <Don't say it. laughs> get the microscope out. Is that actually a tear, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy a good cry as much as the next man. So oh. what's her problem? And the only redeeming feature, or well, one that I can chuck in the sandwich, is... Just go for broke, Kahu. Actually, don't end on a good thing. End on another shit one, bro. Just go for broke. <laughs> another shit thing. Um... <laughs> Kahu's fired up. Another shit thing. There's plenty. There's plenty. Pick yeah. anything. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the snow looked pretty fake in England. <laughs> hey, it turns out during the filming, um, 
they had a snow machine, but they didn't need it because it snowed so often. I don't know. I read that today. Well, there you go. Still going to look like real snow. <laughs> this is the most prep much he's ever done for a movie, and he's picked on, picked on doing it, it on the That's holiday. about it. That's about it. <laughs> that's all I got. I don't even have an answer to this question. No. Jesus. Oh, well, since Muchy gave it a positive score, he's going to do a compliment sandwich, yeah. which is one for good, one for bad, one for good. What do you got, Muchy? I had to search real hard for the <laughs> for this compliment sandwich. I was right on the fence. That's what you get store. when you rate it above 5,000. <laughs> yeah. So, you I mean, you <laughs> Yeah, I think this movie, to me, is a, it's an easy watch. I mean, you can... You don't have to watch the whole thing. You can just stop it multiple times. <laughs> watch it over several weeks. I watched, the... I watched it over two nights. No, was this still a compliment? <laughs> I was falling asleep. I watched it while I was high after having my wisdom teeth removed, and I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing hard-hitting in this film. Have it on, watch the news, You know, fall asleep halfway through it or whatever. But it's not too difficult to watch. Um, even the brooding scenes, it's, it's not that awkward. It's just kind of easy to watch. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, without without trying to put slip my wrist wow. with razor blades, <laughs> oh, it is. It must be easy. I've watched it four times. I can't believe I have. Um, and I guess I can't. <laughs> now, now for the one thing bad. I don't know the the characters. The whole the whole film is based around these characters that are all losers. <laughs> It's like take take the some of the biggest stars in Hollywood and turn them into whiny, miserable assholes for the whole film. And this is this is what the holiday is about. Yeah. And my last thing good about this film is the sets. <laughs> I was really. <laughs> Did you say sets or sex? The sets. Oh, the sets. sets right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Cameron Diaz's mansion, um, the house in Surrey, they're all pretty nice looking places. I was really searching pretty deep to come up with one other thing oh. I liked about it, and that was about it. Fair enough. Uh, I'm on the positive side as well. I thought Eli Wallach, the Arthur, the old guy next door, I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked yeah, him. he was good. He had some good lines. He was quite relatable. He was pretty cool. Uh, the bad thing, yeah, this just isn't my type of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be as gentle as possible. This isn't my type of movie. I'm not into these types of movies. I'm not, It's too sort of thickly layered and cheese and corny and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, sometimes you do need corny in your life, but <laughs> for me, <laughs> that being said, um, I'm with you as well, Machu. It was a very easy, just like, I mean, if, if you go in, like how he said, with low expectations for a Christmas film, and you just want to just sit there and like lose two hours of your life that you'll never get back, then this movie is okay at doing that. Yeah. There's other movies out there that are a lot better, but this movie is okay. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely fine. not a movie to make you think. So that moves us over to question number two, which is what? Question two, what item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be? I wouldn't want to be Eli Wallach's legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, if he's trying to get up five I to, stairs. I hate to break this to you, pal. But <laughs> I, I, I didn't shed a tear when he went up those stairs. I was just thinking, I hope I never have legs like that. And I definitely would because I played rugby still up till I'm 40. You're an so idiot. my knees are going to be. Absolute idiot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, old old Arthur's getting the most attention from a woman he's had in about forty years. So he'll, he'll move those legs quickly. <laughs> For me, I definitely do not want to be Iris, played by Kate Winslet's bed. Oh, damn it! Was, you figured it out, eh? Oh, that's exactly what I've got. I mean, Jude Law shows up at her house. Clearly about to sleep on the couch. There's no spare room, so we know Cameron Diaz is sleeping in Kate Winslet's bed. Yeah. And then she just proceeds to bang her brother. Yeah. That's <laughs> so gross. That's so gross. <laughs> Who the f- 
Who does that? Who goes to... And I'm looking at you, Machu. Who, goes to, who takes care of someone's house while their mate's gone for a mum? Hey, we had kids and one of us slipped into the room. Yeah, you make kids. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, I'm, I'm just going to join in your answer here because I had exactly the same thing. The thing is, he just he just doesn't give a shit either. Well, like, he does not The next day, he's not like, oh, that, I really shouldn't have done that in her bed, but... He just doesn't care. And then I'm pretty sure they proceed to do it again. Oh, yeah. Zero fucks given. Not to mention a week later, Kate Winslet's in that bed with Jack Black. I don't want Jack Black and me having sex with me, man. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm on your wavelength there, Sam. I thought that was just gross. Excellent. (laughs) I literally went back and checked to make sure that there's no Spear room. He was was definite. I I was looking at the browsing. That's a huge house. That's a huge house. No, it's not not very big. (laughs) And when he gets there, she gets the blankets and stuff out of the cupboard for him. He tells them where they are. So he was definitely going to sleep on the couch. He wasn't sleeping in no spare room. He was definitely going to sleep on the couch. (laughs) Surely there's more than one bedroom. There's got to be more nah, than one. No, nah, there's a one bedroom cottage. Home swap, eh? You have to sleep yeah, in the other you, person's bed. You yeah, kind of see that. Brother. You kind of see that whole ground floor area, which is just the whole sort of lounge and kitchen. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. And then I think the upstairs was just the bit that's kind of like the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, Amanda really got the raw deal with the house swap, eh? Oh yeah, like, I mean she saw it beforehand, so all good. Does she get the raw deal? Because she got a she got to get laid pretty much straight away. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. For within, it. within six hours of arriving at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets, I got the raw deal, but she, here she I am. Didn't, getting... She didn't even have to leave the house. <laughs> exactly. They're just this Jude Law comes to her house. If I was a girl, okay. and Jude Law came to my house. And he okay, came to Sam. Me, I would be incredibly excited. <laughs> I'll be thinking, I'm the winner here. Yeah, I am. Meanwhile, meanwhile Iris is hanging out with Eli. <laughs> Backfires, though. Backfires two weeks later, uh, the girl that she's house swapped with shows up with her ex-boyfriend's best friend. <laughs> Zing! All right, the question number three. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? So for me, it's, is Jude Law a closet racist? <laughs> what? So, <laughs> so he, Which, what? He, he does his whole... Mr. Napkinhead or whatever oh, it is. Mr. Napkinhead. And you tell me what that napkinhead reminds you of. Yeah. Smoking his pipe, you know. He's raising his little children to be those the Aryan race. Yeah, yeah. Like he started a KKK chapter in England. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm i I'm kinda of surprised he didn't start talking about how much he loved his plantation, you know? Jeez. He would have definitely voted for Brexit. <laughs> oh, yeah, he totally voted for Brexit, eh? Napkinhead. Registered voter. Yeah. I don't I can't follow that. Yeah, I don't want to follow that either. All I could think while I was watching this film, though, is you're Kate, Kate Winslet, right? You, what's your breakout role that everyone knows you for? Titanic. The love interest in that movie for you, Leonardo DiCaprio. Amazing. Cut seven years later, you're in uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Who's your love interest in that? Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's funny. He's not really that good, attractive, whatever. Sweet. Okay. Going to do another romance film. Cool. Signing on. Written this film for you. Sweet. Who's my love interest in it? Well, Jude Law's in it. Okay, see my little... No, no, no. Ed Burns is in it too. Oh, see my little... No, no, no. You've got Jack Black. 
If you were Kate Winslet, how much would you be like, why am I still doing these films? Well, and the other option as well is Rufus Shaw. So it's kind of like, yeah. Your standard British guy who doesn't realise he's ugly as sin, but thinks he's like awesomely good looking. Where do they get these guys from, eh? Like um, the guy from Bridget Jones' diary, um, I forget his name. Colin Colin, Firth and Hugh Grant. Colin Firth, yeah. Colin Firth, is is, is he a good looking guy? (laughs) Is that what good looking is to English people? You know, harking back to our other other Christmas movie, Love Actually, as well, and yes. Colin Firth has the Portuguese Portuguese immigrant or whatever. Paul's the hot young Portuguese. But it's girl. like all doesn't it, even speak a word of English. All his movies are like that. It's like, what's Colin Firth got going on? It's, it doesn't well, work out. Seen down really. his pants. Coat. He, he, <laughs> that's got to be it. It's got to be. He doesn't come it. across yeah. as being super charming, but like he's got big dick energy. That's what he's got. Women just fall over for him. What's going on? He's the poor man's Liam Neeson. He's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what I mean by that, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> Talking about Jack Black, you know, he's a bit of a sap in the movie and he goes back to his ex-girlfriend and all, all I could think about is, would I go back to um, Shannon Sossaman? <laughs> There's no debate here for you, is there? <laughs> I was like, what an idiot going back to her. She treats him so badly. But I would definitely go back to Shannon Sossaman. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Kate Winslet. I wouldn't go back to Shannon Sossaman. I'll go forward to her. I don't <laughs> Yeah, what am I saying? Eh? Going backwards. I'm definitely taking a few steps upwards. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Apologies to our wives that don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, question number four, and this is the first of our Patreon questions. For the princely sum of $5 a month, you get to have your questions in the top 10. Uh, and this one comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon. You guys should all go check it out. The link will be in the show notes below. It's patreon.com forward slash your favorite. I'd already post a ton of content that is really, really awesome. And Dave would like to know, which two characters from this film would you want at your house party? I'm not, not a big one for conversation at a house party, <laughs> to be honest. Never would have guessed from listening to you on all these episodes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I need to have at least a few drinks first, so... Oh, that kind of awkward chit-chat and can't really think of anything to say. I'll just pull over my mate Arthur, Eli Wallach's character, yeah, and get him to deal with all those anecdotes and all that type of crap. And then I'd also have Miles to sort out the music. Ah, I, I also had Arthur. I, he ripped it up at that bloody Hanukkah that they're at. Yeah, him yeah, and his yeah. His mates were like on the piss and having a good time, so he was on my list. Who, who, who'd you have, Machu? I'll see if yeah. you have Marla one. I had Shannon Sossaman and oh, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> I had a two, I had two smoking hot girls, and I'm pretty much not inviting anyone else to the party. Who, who was the that's second one? That's still my only chance now. <laughs> I think they said a record amount of time for leaving a party. If you <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah. Where's everyone else coming? Oh, yeah, they're coming. And gone. <laughs> uh, my other one was John Krasinski. Oh, I've got no real reason why. He's only in this for like one scene, but he seems like pretty upbeat and fun and happy. You know, everyone else seems like complete dickheads. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, what's question number five there, Kahu? So, question five. What scene in this film do you think will last with you the longest? That awful scene where Jude Law cries. <laughs> that was a just, I, could, I just, you know, just, it's like a punch in the guts at the end of the film, eh? Did like, it that's something in you? <laughs> yeah, it hit me really deep. No, <laughs> no it's just, I, I don't even know why he was crying for. What was he crying? He's only met her a couple of days, and he'd been on the piss the whole time. Yeah, but she's so Cameron Diaz, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that it for me? And she, and she met his kids. <laughs> yeah. And she was totally cool with napkin head, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a blonde, blue-eyed girl, totally cool with napkin head, eh? <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying, man. That's yeah. the mould. That's, that's the real reason why he doesn't bring women around to me. <laughs> 
the one scene for me that I think will stick in my memory a bit, and I remembered it from the first time I watched it, however, or de- over a decade ago, whenever it was, was that it's kind of well known that Iris and Jasper had a bit of a relationship, and then that sort of fizzled out. So they're at the Christmas party. He's, you know, like I didn't, I got you, I got your gift, but it isn't here or whatever, blah blah blah. But the bit where their boss picks her out of the crowd and says. You've got a new wedding that you're going to cover. We've got exclusive rights, news, and all this other stuff. It's these two. That, to me, will stick for me, because I reckon that boss knew and was just being, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine just getting publicly shamed like that in front of all your workmates. That was the bit that I reckon will stick with me. And then she does the Homer Simpson fade into the hedge in the crowd. Absolutely did. The scene that I thought uh, that might last the longest was when Amanda turns up to Graham's door and sees his kids and she's just like, what the hell's going on? And and then they they have a quick chat to sort out what it is and then she's... Real quick. Yeah, really quick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, are you married? Is there another person here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the characters in this movie, she seems like the least parental type. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And And, and, she's the one that's just totally, totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She might have Stockholm Syndrome. Can I change my um, default? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, moves us over to question six, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. Tasteless is a podcast in which she compares one movie that everybody loves, she, she thinks is slightly overrated, to another movie that we've all been sleeping on we all need to check out. Her episodes are awesome. I tune in every week, and I'm actually going to do a hostile takeover of a podcast soon, so you guys should check out that when I do it. But uh, yeah, what would you like to know there, Munchie? Uh, what character has gone probably gone the longest without showering? I mean, we're all going to have the same answer here. Eh? He can't find his house, so how the hell is he going to find a shower? Because <laughs> yeah. Arthur is the guy next door. Come on. <laughs> What's our backup? What's our backup? I, I, had, a, I had a slightly different answer. I had, I had Iris. What? If you looked at her house... Cameron Diaz has a bath and her house. It looks like it's got that English thing going on of having a bath but no shower. Oh, uh, yeah. So I reckon Iris just has baths all the time. And she's probably still in that routine when she gets to the States. Uh, uh, she has that real short <laughs> bath, eh? That Cameron Diaz has legs yeah, pop out the end of. Yeah, yeah. It would be things. so frustrating have a, having <laughs> I a bath. really actually love this movie. Yeah, you That's just stumpy. Admit it to the internet. <laughs> Look at him, look at him smiling. You totally love this movie. I'd get so annoyed having a short bath like that, I'd think I just wouldn't even bother. I definitely could fit in that bath. (laughs) Yeah, but two legs wide. Head head to toe, you'd be sweet. Jack Black. For no other reason that he's a bit of a he's a bit of a messy person. (laughs) I need to look in the mirror myself. And that moves us over to question number seven, which is what's something in this film that you guys notice that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed? Eli Wallach's character Arthur says in the film that he's like 90 years old, and he was actually 91 when this film was released. Oh, wow. So it wasn't one of those classic cl- cases of a younger person trying to act old. He was, he was actually that old. Old, old lady. you managed pr- to notice somebody's age in this film. <laughs> I noticed that the Home Exchange, the, the, the website that they, um, the Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet met on, is actually a real website, probably. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's a legit um, oh, Airbnb. Home Exchange. <laughs> no, Home Exchange. Home called. Exchange? Yeah, yeah, you can look it up. Okay, so the, I mentioned it before that Kate Winslet is obviously in Titanic. Now, when she meets Leonardo DiCaprio, she actually tries to kill herself by throwing, her off the, throwing herself off the back of the boat in Titanic. And in this film, she also tries to kill herself. She, at one point, she tries to gas herself <laughs> yeah. while she's in the kitchen. And I thought that was quite interesting. But then the other, the other Titanic tie is that she lives in a place called Rose Hill Cottage. And her character's name in Titanic Ooh. was Rose. 
And in that movie Titanic, she got her hills out. So Rose Hill got well, it. It's getting more and more tenuous. But oh, Iris! It's a flower name, just like Rose. Holy thing! Yeah, there's way more Titanic references. This movie is rampant plagiarism. And that moves us over to question number eight, which is Stacey's favourite question. Question eight: How would you have incorporated our mate Nicholas Cage into this film when they're on the bed with? There's two kids, and he, he goes into on the tent, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And instead of going into again, yeah, and then he goes into napkin head, which is actually Nicolas Cage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, suddenly his face changes. <laughs> this is what Iris's uh, brother really looks like. <laughs> this is why I never invite you here. Take off your take off your drunk goggles, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that wine she was drinking has really got her fucked up. She was talking to what was she talking to the cat or the dog for for about ten minutes before that? Oh, the dogs, so yeah, really, yeah, clearly going crazy. Yeah, she clearly yeah, must yeah. have had her drunk goggles on. Yeah, she stared the dog out, and the poor dog was freaked out. Oh, is that Jude yeah. Law? No, it's not it's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> That's not a good question. Who was taking care of that dog? Did King <laughs> yeah, Winslet yeah. just run out the door and leave that dog there? <laughs> Jump on well, a plate and I, I guess she kind of assumed that, that they'd be, you know, crossing, crossing over. over pretty soon. Yeah, but and what if she did it? She's trusting a, like the life of her dog. Well, yeah, because to a complete stranger. And her she, brother's off down the pub getting wasted. Well, yeah, and she didn't had even a, know she was yeah, going. Brother didn't know that she'd gone, so she couldn't rely on him to feed the dog. Or maybe she did, knowing that he'd be drunk and around there every second night. True. <laughs> In which case she should have told Amanda that. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Plot holes. Massive plot holes. Well, back to the Nicolas Cage point. Uh, Amanda makes fake trailers. How awesome would have... And we've got a fake trailer in here of James Franco and Lindsay Lohan. How much better would that fake trailer have been if we had Nicolas Cage and Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, some of Lindsay Lohan's best work. <laughs> Probably. <yeah. laughs> that Mean Girls, I'm, I'm struggling to think of anything uh, else of note. Uh, I would have had Nicolas Cage as Ed Burns' character. What? Implying that Nicolas Cage would have been in a relationship with Cameron Diaz. Well... Yeah, I mean, it's such a short period in the movie. I don't think it really matters. Um, well, but, 2006 Nicolas Cage hadn't completely gone off the rails by that point as well. Well, true, yeah. true, yeah. But yeah, Nicolas Cage just does that really good whiny voice. I mean, going on that basis, he probably could have played anybody in this yeah, movie. True, yeah. yeah. Okay, and question number nine. What is it there, Machu? Uh, what, what quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after you finish having sex? I add Kate Winslet's, I hate my horrible life. <laughs> I, I had um, called me old fashioned, but I believe it to be inappropriate to have sex with a woman who is unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, my one is the bit at the start where Iris is talking to her friend and she goes, My God, I've just noticed how pathetic you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was a good character, that one. That she one sh- cut to the bone. She should have been back later on. And that moves us down to question number 10, which is the last of our Patreon questions. This question comes courtesy of Julio of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine by arguing why a universally acclaimed movie is pretty shit, or vice versa. And Julio would like to know from us, what is our most controversial opinion about this film? Now, <laughs> maybe this film shouldn't be made. Is that what you well, No, I, I actually thought that my controversial opinion is that this is a Christmas film that's trying really hard not to be a Christmas film. They don't actually mention Christmas a lot. They always talk about the holiday. They, they yeah. talk about it, them going on a Christmas holiday. What the fuck is that? Christmas holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, they, they say stuff when, like... I mean, by yourself. like yeah. You don't want to go on a holiday to avoid your family or extended family there, Machi? No. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. What was that second part? Extended <laughs> <laughs> family. They say stuff <laughs> like, uh, like, what are you doing for the holiday? Who says that? People say, what are you doing for Christmas? Yeah, exactly. Like, it is a Christmas movie, but they didn't really mention that. Hmm. Although, although Jack Black gets to a Christmas present, you know, his ex or whatever that's cheating on him, yeah. and then waits in line all day to send it to her on Christmas Eve, there's no way she's going to get that present. I'm yeah. sorry, FedEx isn't going to deliver a present on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. waited in line all morning. The next to day. Oh, that's why, they, that's why they send out those notices at the beginning of December saying, you must send it by this yeah, day, yeah, yeah. so it'll get there in time. <laughs> Um, my controversial opinion about this movie was um, white privilege. <laughs> we've got we've got a whole lot of rich white people in this film, and then we've got the black baggage handler, the Mexican gardener, and the Latino maid, and that's about as colourful as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they they clearly can just you know spend thousands on rescheduling flight tickets at the last minute, you know, and just go back and forth yeah, the Atlantic. Yeah. Well, not even just the Atlantic because it's over to LA. Sweet money to <laughs> money to roll around in. All good. And also, in the you mentioned in the the award ceremony before that there's only there was only white hands clapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't kind of take a lot of notice of it at the time, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Uh, for me, I brought the relationship between Arthur and Iris more than I brought the relationship between Iris and um, Jack Black's character Miles more than I brought the relationship between. Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. In fact, there's a moment at the end where Iris and Cameron Diaz are hanging out and they have a bit of a hug and all like cutesy with each other. I thought that was more of a relationship than any of the relationships <laughs> between the main characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cameron uh, Diaz and Kate Winslet. Yeah, I thought they had more of a chemistry than the other. Like, like her and the old man had such a blossoming romance that they got on so well and they sort of complimented each other and, you know, they brought the best out of each other. Didn't for a moment believe it between her and Miles. Not for a moment. That's, that's just two people fucking, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How, how, how much of a strong connection do you have with a person that you've just met in a couple of days? <laughs> oh, just no. one. Well, she only just met after in a couple of days. <laughs> ah, but they're looking for something different, I guess. Yeah, that the whole Miles and Iris one just seemed to be all about convenience because they were on the same side of the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> we're, and we're, happened, we're, yeah. happened to be acquainted with each other. No, but the other thing too is like, hey, we've been completely shat over by someone that we think is way better than us. Oh, well, Misery Loves Company. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, they, they were perfect for each other, weren't they? <laughs> and that takes us to the end of our uh, questions that we can throw to any film. So now we move on to our personal questions, which are three questions that we thought of while we were watching this film. Kahu, why don't you lead us off? Right. My first question. It took Amanda all of about five seconds to invite a complete stranger into her house. How quickly would you invite a drunk stranger into your house? Let's get this out of the way. If you show up looking like Jude Law, sweet, you're probably going to be getting invited to other people's houses. If you show up looking like any of us... Oh. Well, I, I thought I looked a little bit like Jude Law, Sam. I've got a quick story. You pluck your eyes I've got a quick story about my Christmas party on the weekend. <laughs> well, I actually did show up to a whole heap of strangers' motel rooms, <laughs> and I didn't get let in. So, <laughs> it's about half of the <laughs> Hashtag not Jude Law. Yes, hashtag not Jude Law. <laughs> I mean, back in my younger partying days, I invited a lot of strangers into my house. <laughs> <laughs> But Dave, not anymore. Not Shane, anymore. Rodney. Yeah. All the boys. 
Yeah, you you'd have to be a couple of um, you'd have to be a couple of bottles of wine deep at that point and be talking to the cat or the dog. <laughs> yeah, to be to be ready to let. Here's someone another drunken. thing for you, Machu, because uh, you lived in England as well for a while, just like I did. Is there anything more British than getting off your tits and dancing to the Killers, Mr. Brightside? Oh, <laughs> a song that has famously stayed in the British charts for the last fifteen years. <laughs> Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, you are totally England now. <laughs> it's a banger. Yeah. Uh, my second question, who would you swap houses with for a holiday? Well, in this, Cameron Diaz. By miles, <laughs> her house is a mansion in bloody Hollywood. Yeah, and it's in summer. It's an LA winter, which is pretty much a New Zealand summer. So, mm. I mean, I've been in England during winter, and I've been in England during Christmas. It sucks. It's it's not fun. You know, you know, if you've got your family over there, it probably is. But when you're like us and you're over there having like an orphan's Christmas where you're just hanging out with your friends, it sucks. It sucks. You definitely want to go to Cameron Diaz's house. I really liked Christmas in England. I reckon what? it was awesome with the snow. I know the, the snow you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of text, the amount of Facebook posts that people are saying, it's it's not snowing, every, it's snowing everywhere, but it's snowing at my house right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thinking that no one knows, eh? Yeah, but- yeah. <laughs> so just melted my nose in the snow. <laughs> cool. So much snow. Cool drug joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Cameron Diaz's house, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as I liked England. I wouldn't even mind Jack Black coming around and creeping on me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, eh? You've got two creepy dudes that are just constantly hanging around. And he totally was creeping. Like, in one scene there, he goes around to pick up her ex's stuff, right? Who's his best friend, right? They get there, they pull up, he gets out of the car, she comes out, and they're just chatting away. And he's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Shannon Sossaman's in the car. She can't hear a single thing. And then she gets out and is like, are we going now? Yeah, she's like the needy <laughs> child. Charlie was just dropping in. He wasn't there to pick up anything. If he was there to pick up anything, she'd know that. And she'd be like, oh, he's going to go inside and grab some stuff. She doesn't do that. She's like, are we going to go? Hi, how are you? And what kind of parting comment is, don't blow away? What's like, that? You know, you know when Jack leaves with his, with his ex-girlfriend that time in the car? Because it's a windy day. The last thing he says is, don't blow away, or don't blow away on me, yeah, or something. He, yeah. It's just a bit weird. He wrote the book on bad dad jokes. That's yeah, yeah. Right. And then and then um, Iris repeats it later on, on in some other scene. Holy shit, Jack Black. Jack Black's first name is Jack. Jack's your love interest in Titanic. <gasps> <laughs> Question 13. How come the taxi driver couldn't drop Amanda at the house, but was then able to pick her up when she was about to leave? It's a one-way road, right? And also, have you driven in the snow before? <laughs> is that the that the answer? Is that the? Oh, well, I don't know. The conditions look kind of the same. I reckon. I, I thought I was reckon missing he was something just, obvious. Yeah. I reckon he just didn't like her, man. She's jumped in his taxi. <laughs> She's immediately like sprawled herself out on the back seat, put her eye mask on. You know, just treated it like her own bloody bedroom. You're driving along there. You're thinking to yourself, "What's something I can do? I could slam on the brakes real hard. Now nah, I might kill her. I have to explain that to the cops. What's something else I could do?" I know, I'll drop her off miles from her home and make her walk to her home. Screw this lady. And then, yeah. you know, when he, when he got called the second time and he actually showed up outside his house, he was probably just standing going, oh, God damn it, it's her. <laughs> it's a one-way yeah. road. I yeah, can't Gra- do U-turns. His, his, his mate Graham probably called him up. Yeah, exactly. He probably had Graham call up. Probably just thought, oh, it's a nice, another English gentleman. But no, no, it's a daft and bloody american girl that wants to own my car or feel like she owns my car because did you so, notice he even says to her, i'll turn around and drive you back when she's like i need to go back yeah yeah 
But she's like, it's like in this nah. narrow as lane. How how are you supposed to do that? Or oh, does he say that to her? He's like, it's a bit hard getting back there or something. No, nah, he that- says I'll drive you back. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's forgiven her. Maybe he's got yeah, that's weird. Maybe she just jumped out because she didn't want to pay the extra fare to go back in a big circle. <laughs> should should have coming from like- the man that <laughs> argues with taxi drivers all the time. <laughs> I can see your logic. Yeah, yeah, I know you. Two dollars or running two 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 kilometers. Hey, I'll take the two kilometers, mm. thanks. Anyway, that moves me over to my questions. So, as we discussed in that last question, Kate Winslet's house is in the middle of nowhere. We see where Jude Law's house is, and it looks like it's relatively in suburbia, like maybe easily accessible. Which begs me to ask this question: Why is Jude Law heading out to his sisters in the middle of nowhere when he's blind drunk? Oh, maybe he's just one of those guys who likes to walk off his drunkenness. <laughs> And his sister's just clearly a doormat for everybody's problems, including yeah. her own. So well, maybe maybe that's why he turns up there and just has a big sob. I reckon he knows. I reckon he knows that she's there. That's what I reckon. He knows it. His sister said, "Look at this girl that's staying at my house. Look after her." And he's <laughs> he's sitting at home, drunk, sitting outside the house, watching through the window, getting on the piss. Oh, where's Iris? Oh, I didn't know she wouldn't be here. Yeah, and that's hey, <laughs> that was no, what I was thinking. No, that's that's a good point because then when when Iris has that weird kind of hold not on hold call with Graham and Amanda, yeah, she appears all shocked that she's still talking to Amanda, but really she's just she's just trying to put her cover across. <laughs> My other thing that I was thinking was like, do you guys? Like in my younger days, when I used to go and get on the piss a lot, you get to a point where you start thinking to yourself, oh, that'd be a cool person to hang out with. So you send this person a text at like 11 o'clock at night, like, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? You should come down to the pub. We're all there. And, you know, it sort of implies to that person. I mean, I never used to get these texts all the time, but it sort of implies to that person that now that I'm really drunk, you're fun enough to hang out with. And I feel feel like she's been such a sad sack that he's like, the whole week, he's like, I don't want to hang out with her. I don't want to be seeing her tonight. Talk about being widowed. And then he finally gets drunk enough. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'll I'll go see you now. And then yeah. that'll get it over and done with for a week or two or whatever. Yeah, she's bearable when he doesn't have to remember what they talked about. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. And he can just like drunkenly pass out at any point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she's going to make him breakfast in the morning. Oh, yeah, he's got it nailed. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the film tries to end on a bit of a happy note with the couples spending New Year's together over in England, but all that glistens is not gold. I want to know from you guys, which one of the couples do you guys reckon broke up first? We're, we're talking about the two, right? Yeah, we're talking about Kate Winslet and Jack Black or Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Which one of them do you guys reckon was Gonzo before It's got to be Jack Black mountain? and Kate Winslet. You as soon as, as soon as Shannon gives, gives Jack Black a call. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I broke up with her. Oh, whatever. She broke up with you and you're just waiting for that call again and drop yeah. Kate Winslet at the next moment. Because he's, he's already done it once. Yeah, What's I, to I stop c- him from doing it I twice? I kind of didn't buy the way he said that. He was like, oh, I went to go see Maggie. We broke up. For good. <laughs> I was like, nah, that's, that's not your truthful voice. <laughs> She's a bit of a rebound, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Amanda and Graham would have broken up first. You reckon? To be honest. I mean... Nah, they're the ones I fought as well, but yeah. Yeah, they, they basically have a whole scene about why their whole relationship's not going to work. And that pretty much just spelt it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as soon as she gets back into her business thing after New Year's, she's just going to be all into that. And they say themselves that they they never travel across the Atlantic very often. So somebody's yeah, going to have to move. He's pretty firmly set in place. Eh? Like I could imagine Kate Winslet being like, no, nah, I'm off to America. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can yeah. imagine that. Or Jack Black maybe 
moving to England, probably not. But. And then finally, I want to know from you guys, out of the four main male love interests in this film, Jack Black, Jude Law, Ed Burns, and Rufus Sewell, Sewell, Sewer, I don't know how you say last name, which one of them would you guys have gone for? Um... <laughs> I love us. <laughs> yeah, you always ask this type of question. Uh, not Jasper Bloom, because he's just got a stupid name. So it's yeah. not Rufus Sewell. Ed Burns is just a bit of a cheating dick. Jude Law can't do napkin yeah. head. <laughs> Crying man. And and he's got kids. I've got kids. You know, blended family. That's just that's just a whole lot of chaos that I don't want to have to deal with. So it's got to be Jack Black. Yeah, I went with Jack Black too. Yeah, he's pretty nice. Like he he look after you. Even 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 the shit jokes were you know mildly amusing. Yeah, yeah. once you go black. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Over to you, Machu. There's a whole lot of people that get dumped in this film. Who do you, who do you think deserve to get dumped? Can we say all of them? Like, <laughs> yeah, I I had all of them as well. Because I mean, like. Cameron Diaz clearly wasn't in that relationship at all. Like he brought up some valid points about how that relationship was done, and but then like Kate Winslet, I don't even feel like got dumped. I feel like she was just being strung along, like neglected. Yeah. And then Jack Black got dumped as well in his own way. <laughs> and well, even he was clearly dating did. a woman that wasn't into him. Yeah, I mean, I I just ran out of sympathy for Kate Winslet's character, eh? To the point where I was just uh, like, that that guy's just got to get rid of you. That's just. She was just a sad sack of potatoes. Yeah, but I, like, I think she came into her own when she went into America. Like, she, her, the, the character that she was in England was very depressing, but at least, yeah. like, in America, she was actually having a bit of fun and, you know, had a bit of life and breathed a bit of existence into herself, you know? It was. But, but also, she, like, did heaps of stuff for um, Rufus. She, she was, like, you know, she was basically his uh, right hand man, you know. Did yeah. she really deserve it? Did, um, did yeah, Cameron Diaz. Deserve it? She, she shouldn't do anything when she was in England. <laughs> yeah. So who was it? Uh, Cameron Diaz. I, I settled on all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, does, I don't think anyone deserves to get dumped, but I think people deserve to break up with people. If, you know? <laughs> not like, not unceremoniously dumped like these guys did. I think, like, you know. I, no, I feel like Kate deserved to be dumped because she needed to hear that from that dude. She needed him to say, you know, look, I'm just using you. And her to go, you are, actually, thank you. Thank you for telling me. Goodbye. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so question number 18. Um, during the film, Jack Black reaches across Kate Winslet and grazes her boob. And like the hero he is, he announces it to everyone to make sure it wasn't <laughs> awkward. Now, are you guys heroes and announce when you graze girls' boobs? Or are you, do you just creep zone it out and um, say nothing? <laughs> what? <laughs> are you guys heroes or creeps? <laughs> So every, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to hear the Grant and Groper's opinion on this. I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I grazed a female's boob, so I'm just going to get into that. I, I would quietly whisper, I hope you didn't notice that, because I didn't. <laughs> what a gentleman, Kahu. What a gentleman. No, I'd be, I'd be so apologetic. I'd be, like, distraught with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Grazy boob. Really, really. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'd, I'd just say, yeah. <laughs> and uh, question number 19. Have you ever heard of a Christmas vacation by yourself? We've kind of mentioned this before. Is that such a thing? I, no, I have, actually. When I was living over in London, people didn't have family and stuff like that over there. I knew people that were like, no, I'm not hanging around in this, you know, sun going down at three, coming up again at nine, bullshit. And they used to, like, people used to go to the Bahamas and stuff like that just by themselves. They used to just cruise off and... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's not common, but I mean, obviously, if you don't have <laughs> any, you know, family, and it's taking going to the movies by yourself to a whole new level, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like having a birthday by yourself, having Christmas Instead of two by hours, yourself, two weeks. Yeah. I don't think I've ever personally had a holiday by myself, eh? Could you be so sad that you just want to go to one of the major holidays by yourself? Um, I'd say probably no, but <laughs> then you go by this movie, it seems like. You only, have to, you only have to be in a place for six hours and then you, you meet someone. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? Exactly. <laughs> your whole life turns like, around. Sounds like it's easy as. <laughs> Some guy that's been drinking outside your door just happily knocks on it <laughs> and then you get laid. You're not my sister here. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that takes us down to our final question, which was, which was a question that we threw out there to you guys, our dear listeners, to answer for us. Which is what is the most rewatchable Christmas film? So, what what's a film that you keep watching over and over again? For much of it might be this one, and never get sick of it. <laughs> so, before we get into everybody's answers, I want to hear from you guys first. What do you guys reckon? What's your guys' most like? What's your go to Christmas special? Oh, Die Hard. That's the it's the only decent Christmas movie, and it's the right Hands answer, Kahu. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have any other answer because I hate Christmas movies. <laughs> the Grinch is in the house. Well, he has been on the entire episode, but oh, Home Alone. Home Alone is surprisingly still rewatchable. Yeah, I, I, I loved like it as Home a kid, Alone. and I've seen it quite a few times. Like I'd probably put that on on my list of like rewatchable ones. One I found interesting that they've recently discovered was that um, Kevin McAllister's ticket actually fell in the rubbish bin. When they're leaving the house, so when they got to the airport, because it was like you know, like obviously they're going to realise they've got too many tickets for less people or whatever. Uh, yeah. They actually see Kevin's ticket in the rubbish bin, and so they never noticed when they got to the airport, which I found mm. fascinating. All oh, right, the last one I liked is the the night before. Oh god damn it! The <laughs> That's a great film, but uh, I don't know if it's going to stand the test of time. No, I don't think but... it will either. But it's it's really enjoyable. <laughs> Something eh? I've been enjoyed watching lately. I love I love the bit where they get the drugs, but it's all in weird quantities. So he gets a, a tiny molecule of um, weed, and he gets about a whole bag full of coke yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, night before is pretty good. Bad Santa is pretty good. I've watched that a number of times. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my favourites. Anyway, as I said, we threw it out there to you guys, our dear listeners, to answer this question for us. So we're going to start off with our Facebook comments first. Nathan Smith just simply said, yippee motherfucker, die hard. That's the correct answer, Nathan. Yeah, great, Nathan. Followed by Duty of the Shaker Not Nerd, another awesome podcast you guys should check out. Him, Duty was on our movie masturbate that we did recently on It. We're doing another movie masturbate with the seven of us getting together and masturbating The Last Jedi. I feel like you need to do more explanation on that one. <laughs> We're watching masturbate. Okay. There's a, whole, okay. a lot of us watching masturbate. Basically, a group of us masturbate whether a film is good or not. That's it. That's it. Why are you laughing? It's not that funny. It's just a title. We masturbate a film, and this time we masturbated it. Do you get it? You get it. There's only one word that's missing from that. Watch us masturbate. Yes, no, no. watch us masturbate. So, yeah, we masturbated it, and then we're going to masturbate Last Jedi and argue for well, – three of us are going to argue for why it's good, three of us are going to argue for why it's bad, and then one of us is going to – Sort of decide, be the judge. Anyway, Duty also said die hard. Uh, he said, well, that's obvious, but also love actually ain't bad. Oof. You agree to disagree? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you need to listen to our podcast we did on that there. It'll really open your eyes. We ripped it to shit, yeah. Drew Hallam said he loves the holiday. Good on you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like you're BFFs with Machu now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch me, you must have watched it five times. Roz said, love actually. Again, same sort of comment. 
Jeremy Halston said Elf. Elf? How did I forget Elf? Elf's oh, not a classic. Yeah. Elf's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Elf's pretty good. Uh, Nick McAllister said After Christmas on a trashy car crash movie side note the movie A Christmas Carol is oh, A Carol Christmas is a TV movie starring Tori Spelling. Oh. It's like watching a car crash in very slow motion. You don't want to watch it but you can't stop. It sounds awful. <laughs> Going to take your word for that Nick. Definitely am not checking that out. You know what movie is looking good for our Christmas special next year? It's that new um, Amelia Clark one. Oh, oh I love <laughs> that Amelia Clark. terrible. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but it looks absolutely awful. Throwing it over to Twitter, we had a lot of responses, so I'm just going to try and fly through these as quickly as possible. Sorry if I don't give you guys all your fair dues. First up, Tara Maholik. She said The Nightmare Before Christmas. I agree with you there, Tara. She really enjoyed The Nightmare Before Christmas. Talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas, me and Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast we mentioned before, we did The Nightmare Before Christmas last year, but she decided that she's weighed up her options. She's going to go with the cartoon How the Grinch Stole Christmas, an absolute classic. Stacey from the Movie Reviews and 20 Qs podcast said The Holiday. That's the last time we ever hear from you. (laughs) (laughs) Gillian Ashton said Die Hard, no question. Congratulations, you are the winner, but it's the correct answer. So did Paul from the Countdown podcast. Paul recently had me on the Countdown podcast to do top 10 horror films from the last 10 years, as well as the top 10 worst horror films. We're going to release these on our feed as well. Had a great time with Paul talking about horror films. And he basically said, I'll be that person, Die Hard, every damn year. Since people started arguing it wasn't a Christmas movie, I felt the need to do my bit to prove people wrong. It's the correct answer, Paul. Renegade said Jingle All The Way. And number two and three would be Elf and Christmas Vacation. Great picks. Spoonlamp said not only because everyone can watch it, Scrooged. How do we forget Scrooged? Oh, Scrooged. With Bill Murray. That's another awesome film. Yeah, I was about to say that before. That's, um... Oh, sure you were, bro. Sure you were. <laughs> I was just looking for Christmas movies and thought, whoa, Scrooge. That's a great one. Mackenzie Lambert, Muppet Christmas Carol. Totally agree with you there, mate. So did Jennifer and Patrick, the Wine for Two podcast. Couple more here. Nick from the Epic Film Guys said, without question, it's a wonderful life. Oh, shit, that's a good one. I really enjoy that film. Uh, IMDb Journey podcast also said, Die Hard. Steve from the Everything I Learned from Movies podcast said, Long Kiss Goodnight. Have you seen that, Kahu? No. Oh, it's good. Gina Davis and yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson yeah. yeah, yeah. Great pick, Steve. I actually watched it straight after he mentioned it. Amy Smith, there's only one choice, Home Alone. Good on you, Amy. Nice. Geek Elite Media said, uh, Love Actually. Again, see the film we did last year. Chris Webb said, The Wild Geese. It's set on Christmas Day, so it's as much of a Christmas film as Bloody Die Hard. Good on you, mate. Movie Date Night said, Family Stone. Lindsay Driscoll said, Defo Alf. Completely agree. Love Alf. Kai Samoan said, Alf. Love Actually, The Holiday, Die Hard, and Home Alone. Yvonne Darby said, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and The Muppet's Christmas Carol are both brilliant. Completely agree with you that Yvonne. Mr. Pimentel said, Christmas Vacation and just posted an awesome gif of it. Aiden Erdahl said, Die Hard. Daisy McDuck said, Scrooge. It's a musical and I love to sing along. John said the holiday is right up there for me. Actually, love actually as well. God damn it, mate. Sorry to Ooh. shit on to <laughs> Lessons from Lifetime podcast said Alf VHS Strikes Back says Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. I was waiting for somebody to say that. Yeah. Gremlins. Holy shit. Dylan knows says every Christmas Eve I watch a Christmas story, not on the 24-hour marathon, but my own copy. Every year I always watch Scrooge, Christmas Vacation, Gremlins, The Polar Express, Home Alone, and the live-action Grinch movie. Everyone hates me. It grew on me. There's still a couple that I haven't heard yet that I thought might have come through. Oh, really? Mike Winter said Bad Santa and Matt Dennis said A Christmas Story. Now, what are you missing? Uh, The first one that I don't think we had was Office Christmas Party. Oh, yeah, that's because it sucks. (laughs) I quite enjoyed that. Uh, And the second one was Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah? It's not too bad for a Christmas movie. Can't say I've seen it. Yeah, it's all right. But too much 
Tim Allen shtick, but it's all right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one that I'm going to finish on comes courtesy of B. Garner. She said, I think it has to be the holiday. As cheesy as it is, I just have a soft spot for that film. And it's also directed by the talented Nancy Myers, who is an underappreciated female filmmaker. Love her stuff. Well, B, I'm sorry that we've completely shat on your film for the entirety of the film. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about films. If you like it, cool. Who cares? You know, as long as it's not an offensive movie, then it doesn't matter. Like whatever you like. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just some um, hobo podcasters. Yeah, exactly. Now, the reason why I'm finishing on B is because B actually has her own website called In Their Own League dash shattering the celluloid ceiling. Now, on this website, she pays tribute and shines some light on some films that are directed by females or, you know, written, edited, whatever, by females. And it's great. She has, like, guest people go on there, write articles. You know, some really cool people have written some really cool articles on there. And Yeah, have you written an article on there, Sam? Well, thank you for asking, Ko. It's almost like we set this up. Well, yes, I have. At the moment, she is doing, in their own leagues, top 50 films of the decade that have been directed by females. And a certain someone got to write two of those films. Take a guess what films they were. Uh, no idea. No idea. That's correct. Do you know what the other one was? Uh, some idea. Close. <laughs> it was Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. Oh, right. <laughs> what a damn surprise. I can't wait to read it. Was luck might have it. Captain Marvel is out very soon. I'll oh. send you a link. Yeah, you should and, do that. But yeah, it's a great website. I'm going to put a link to it down below. You guys should all go check it out. It's just a great site. She's got a great team behind her, including one of our recent uh, Patreons, Rosa. It's just awesome. Just Everyone should go check it out. Anywho, that has taken us down to the end. Thank you, everyone, for enduring us saying, oh, I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Has your scores changed by the end of this podcast now that we've like broken it down a bit more? My score is still the same, but... What this, was your score then? Uh, exactly. 3,900, but... This movie was made on a budget of $85 million and took in $205 million, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, Thanks, don't ha- I don't hate it anymore, and I don't like it anymore, so yeah, I'm still, on the, still right on the fence. So you're still 5,005? 5,005, maybe 5,001. <laughs> so that's, that's a rewatch for Machu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be seeing it again. Don't you boys worry. You'll be seeing it as well. Stacey's shit. It's one of your favourites, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My soul is dead inside. (laughs) Anywho, that is the end. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Send us a message, making suggestions of films you'd like to see us do, or, you know, maybe even answer the listener questions when we throw them out there to you. Uh, Obviously, we're still on a bit of a hiatus. We'll have this episode, a Star Wars episode, and those episodes that do with Paul from the Countdown podcast out on our feed. But aside from that, yeah, we'll probably be back in February, I'm guessing. Anyway, that is thanks from me. Chit chat. Yeah, catch up on our other Christmas holiday podcast episodes too. <laughs> Here is shit on other That'll films. be a ripper like this one. Yeah, yeah. What, what do we do? Love Actually and what other ones? No, just that. Just that one. Oh, I did Die Hard with a couple of other people last yeah. year. We need to do a yeah. good one. We need to do a good one next <laughs> <Yeah>. time, man. 